Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those cameras up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. We're always driving to dance lessons. So we signed up for Know Your Drive. We save money and get closer to her dancing dreams. The daring young man on the flying trapeze. Or maybe her singing dreams. Sign up for Know Your Drive and save up to 20%. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. Discount terms apply. Visit amfam.com slash knowyourdrive for details. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. We are live from the Music City, Winged Nation, presented by Red Brand Fence from the World of Outlaws Music City Nationals at Fairground Speedway, Nashville. Now, the only female to win a World of Outlaws A-Main feature, Erin Evernham, and NASCAR Hall of Fame member, Ray Evernham. Hello, everyone. This is Winged Nation Live, presented by Red Brand Fence for night two of the Music City Outlaw Nationals. $25,000 on the line tonight. I'm your host, Aaron Evernham, alongside my husband, NASCAR Hall of Famer, and multi-time 305 feature winner, Ray <laughs> Evernham. <laughs> oh, thank you, dear. Yeah, so what, do you, what were your thoughts last night on last night, Ray? Amazing, you know, amazing. Love this place, love the history here. You know how much I, I love country music and love coming to Nashville and the work that they did, you know, to, to put the track, work on it all night. And I think that the Outlaws did an amazing job. Little rough, a uh, little rough in heat one, then the guys guys figured it out. And these two guys that are sitting with us uh, right here put on as good a show as I've seen in a while. Really, really, uh, really charged up about tonight. Yeah, they sure did. And the two guests that you're speaking of are 10-time World of Outlaw champion, Donnie Schatz and eight-time IRA champion, Bill Baylog. Uh, how, how are you guys doing? Good, glad to be here, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Donnie, uh, you, you were able to pull off the win last night. Tell us about uh, your night from the start and when the first time you saw the track. It's, uh, it's different, <laughs> you know, I was uh, very fortunate to be a part of the Topeka race that happened on the drag strip. Um, wasn't a big fan of it, but um, you know, this is uh, these guys have put a lot of time and effort in trying to get this going. and. All we can do is just keep building from there. But, um, you know, it, it was uh, kind of crazy if you wanted to get down the front stretch and qualify and you had to bounce off the fence in the <laughs> middle of uh, three and four. And one of my guys told me that, and I said, there's no way. Uh, I went in there, and you pretty much got to bounce off the fence to get qualified. <laughs> so it, there were some tricky things uh, to it, uh, but uh, that's all part of racing. It's, uh, you don't see the same thing twice when you race with the World of Outlaws. It's different every day. You know, and you see uh, the people that are coming in here had a great crowd last night, even to be a bigger crowd tonight. These people are really looking forward to watching you guys go. And, you know, I, I know that the, the facility will continue to make some changes to get the track and things the way that, that you want it. But 
all in all, last night, as I said to Aaron, you know, it took a little bit of rubber, and it was pretty good, but, but the, the racing, especially the race between you two guys, w was really amazing to watch. And part of the, the most fun thing that we had last <laughs> night was uh, we actually watched the race with your dad, and that, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's I, interesting I to sell. I want, him, I want to get like him on the show. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. that's not a good <laughs> we idea. We would need the, uh, the little beep button for yeah, sure. You definitely need to hold the beep button down. Oh, gosh. Well, five-second delay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Bill, talk about your night. Uh, you only run with the Outlaws on occasion, um, but you have a few feature wins with the Outlaws. You had a great night last night. Uh, what, what is it like to come into a track that no one's ever raced and no one's ever seen before, get just a, like Donnie mentioned, a few laps of hot laps, and then qualifying is so important. What is that like to prep for? Yeah, it's, it's a tough deal. Um, racing with the Outlaws, you know, we're a little bit out of our element. You know, it just makes it a little bit harder. Um, and obviously they're the best, so it's you know it's just uh, it's a tough thing. But we were able to qualify pretty good last night, so um, that was really the main thing. And then and then that draw, you know, but uh, still couldn't hold off Donnie. But um, overall, it was a, it was a good night for us. Um, you know, we just want to uh, you know get those wins, but they're just it's just really they're really hard to get. Yeah, Bill, you did an amazing job. You know, again, I, I can't imagine that kind of pressure. You know, you've got Donnie Shops, the guy that 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 knows just about every inch of every racetrack, move this, move that. You can't make a, a two-inch mistake with a guy like that. Huh? You did a great job. But I want to ask you, you know, being that you don't run all the time and, and you know, your equipment is not, um, you know, I don't want to say it's up to date, but you're not running 100 races a year with, with these guys. Do you pick tracks like this that s maybe suit you, give you a little bit better chance, motor combinations and things like that? Um, no, it just whatever our schedule kind of allows you know I didn't I've never seen this place and we I didn't know you know exactly what size it was or anything like that but um it does help that it was a little bit slower for me you know but uh no uh you know it's just w we usually run with the IRA and if we can run some races outside of that that's what we do and Donnie, we, we talked about watching the race with your dad last night, which was highly entertaining and probably the most quality time I've ever spent with him. But it, you guys have been very open about his battle with cancer. How, uh, how special was it for him to be here last night and to get in victory lane again with him here? Well, for, uh, you know, our, my, my parents have been at the races since I started. So to not have him here has been a, it's been a real void. Um, you know, he, he missed the first part of the season, um, was able to get out for a little while. You know, the, the thing with the chemotherapy for him is it's different every treatment. You know, one time it, it wipes him out for a couple of weeks, and the next time he's fine. Obviously, you've seen the fine side last <laughs> night. So um, having him here is great. Um, you, you just never know with, with uh, health and illness is what's going to happen. So you just uh, live every day for what you can and enjoy the ride. Uh, you know, it's, it's put a toll on my sisters probably more than me. But, um, hey, you got to deal with it. It's, it's part of life. Uh, it's not going to knock us down, and uh, we'll just keep, keep battling as, as tough as we can. Well, you know, he definitely was feeling good. We about had to get him out of a brawl. Those people stood up when <laughs> you took the lead. Thank God they were cheering for you. I think we'd, he'd, he'd have gone through the he window and, broke the glass, and thrown right. the thing there. But uh, he was, it, was, it was pretty fun to watch. But, you know, you and Ricky Warner have had a, a, a long association, a lot like Jeff Gordon and I. And, and to be able to, that communication was so important to Jeff and I. And I watch the things that you guys do. When you get to a track, you get better and better and better every time you go out. How important is that communication between driver and crew chief? It's huge, um, and as you know, you know them. Them combinations change. You know, Rick's Rick's not out here on the road with us anymore, and um, you know, it, there's a lot of things that can happen over the course of time. But you know, Tony has instilled, you know, the guys that are on this team, like Steve Swenson, who's now the crew chief. He's he's been there as long as I've been at TSR. He was there before Ricky came there. So 
you know, the people are uh, in, in good positions, and Scoob's been the backbone of the team, so we're really fortunate to have someone like him that, that could step into that position. But you have to, you know, you got to read one another, and that's why I think we're, right now we're able to race as successful as we maybe not have in the past, but, um, you know, we didn't have to start over because we, we already know how each other think, and um, if I'm doing something wrong, he'll let me know. I mean, I've had a couple nights this year where, I come off the racetrack and said, man, I don't know what happened. And he said, well, I do. That thing isn't going <laughs> to that thing isn't gonna go anywhere if the butterflies aren't standing straight yeah. up. So <laughs> what'd you live for? And, and rightly so. You know, everybody makes mistakes, including me. So <laughs> I make them quite often, actually. Bill, I, I've always wanted to ask you, where did the nickname come from? You have one of the coolest nicknames in sprint car racing, the, night, the North Pole Nightmare. Where did that come from? Um, I, I don't know exactly who came up with it, but I'm from North Pole, Alaska, so... <laughs> <laughs> just it just kind of fit together, I yeah. guess. And there were some other ones that I didn't really care for, so yeah, that's a, I didn't. That's a good one. I didn't take them. I kind of shoot them away. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good one. It's it's uh, it's fun and people like it. So, yeah, Bill, even though uh, you don't run w with the Outlaws all the time, having a great night like last night does that build momentum for your team and confidence wherever you go from here? Um, I don't know. I think we've been struggling ever since I put this car together we've just struggled with it and I think it's like the seventh night on it or something and the corners here are so small that there's not a lot of time to um, that you're in them so uh, it's not that big of a deal I still did screw it up but uh, um, yeah I think if we can we, we got some new shocks on it and I think we're gonna we're gonna be all right we'll just keep keep tweaking on it and hopefully uh, we're, we're going to go to Fairbury on Tuesday so um, that's kind of closer to me and that's another little boring that I like so hopefully we can uh, go there and have a good showing. Good deal. Donnie, you've been on the, the road for a, <coughs> a few years now. Uh, <laughs> what is it like uh, for you to see the Outlaws seem to be on, on just such an upswing? Here we are with this new opportunity to run for 25000 to win a mile down the road from the city of Nashville. How cool is that? <laughs> There's, uh, if there's a market in the United States that we haven't been to, it's really this, this area. Um, it's, it's great to see, you know, we went out on the town last night, and we wouldn't do that any other time, so um, <laughs> have a great time with it. And I think that was the, the hype. Anytime you go someplace that's got hype like Nashville, it's great to see. So, um, you know, it's fun to see that. Sometimes it gets, um, it gets overshadowed, you know, when you're, when you're nose to the ground and you're worried about performance. And um, one thing that people don't understand, you know, we get – the Kyle Larson's of the world that come and run with us and run good and Christopher Bell and it, it sometimes you're at an advantage when you can come and go because when you're out here all these teams they don't have the when you commit you're committed you don't get to go home and hit the reset button oh I had a bad weekend yeah. we're going to go home and regroup we're going to do this that doesn't happen with the world of outlaw guys these teams are doing that while they're traveling to the next race so you're not only trying to fix your problems and 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 get better you're doing it all and just there's there's no downtime in between there's no reset button is what I call it so um, that same thing also overshadows some of the great places we get to go you know like yeah. this is uh, you know Bill just mentioned Tuesday we're uh, even though we're here right now uh, everybody's when the checkered flag falls tonight it's all about Tuesday so you're right on to the next thing and uh, you just get stuck in that groove of just keep going mm -hmm. Well, if you were out last night, so you, I know you win a lot of races, but I'll, I'll bet you that side get, side's team gives you a little <laughs> bit of trouble when it comes to winning the party uh, out there. We were out there with them the other night. Pretty, pretty good group. But, you know, something that, that I've always wanted to ask you from a driver's standpoint, and people talk about it all the time, hey, when it's raining, when it's heavy, you know, you, know, get, you, you know, 
everybody's got a shot, but as soon as that play slicks over, shots is just tough to beat. You know, and I've heard Aaron say things like uh, the, the guy can just move his car sideways or he's just got some feel. What is it about you and, and, and the slick that just makes you so good? <laughs> I don't know. When I started racing, I all I wanted to do was run wide open. I thought it was pretty cool, but <laughs> you um, – if you're going to make it in this sport, you got to win the big races. You, you know, and we all know when the big races are. They're in the middle of summer. So you basically, you know, get to that point where, you know, as the, the, the race nights go on, the tracks generally slow down. So you got to make sure you're uh, in a good position come when that happens. And we've just worked hard for a lot of years. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with um, the cars I, I drive. I've been driving since 2000. Um, we've worked with Ron Shaver in California on the engine programs equally as long. So all the, all the components on the car are, have been the same that long, so we have, we're not changing things. It's not the, um, you know, it's not magic of the day or this and that. The only thing that I've, that I've probably been very bad about uh, being loyal to someone with is shocks, and I, I think we're finally over that hump now. You know, we've worked very hard with uh, the guys at Penske to, to overcome that, and I feel good about that now. So I think it's, it's, sticking with them people and just keep refining and fine-tuning and um, I like it when the tracks slow down I think when the, when they get a little bit technical and a little bit tricky that's where you know you have the ability to beat someone and you can start 10th 12th 14th and win these races and um, and sometimes maybe try to outsmart them versus out out do something silly you know mm -hmm. you can throw sliders all day long but at some point you got to figure out how to get the tires caught up and, and do other things Bill, Donnie mentioned coming off the, the Outlaw Tour, having time to reset. I know you run a full schedule. you got IRA. You run a, kind of an Outlaw schedule when you're away from the IRA. But do you find that actually helps you sometimes? Like you mentioned, like you're not running with them every night, so it, it's just bringing something different. You're fresh. You're, you're coming to them with maybe something you've learned with the IRA. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, it, it does help. Um, I, I try to I, I think I probably just focus on my car too much <laughs> and stuff like that, but um, it does help, you know, and then we can go back home and, you know, I, I sleep in my own bed pretty much every night, so it's kind of nice, you know, and then we get to go out here and do this once in a while with a lot of help from people, but... Uh, yeah, he's, he's got a good point there. Yeah, I know for certain from my one year on the Outlaw Tour that when your confidence is down, I wish I had a time or two to step away and yeah. take a break. So, Bill, last night we learned, you know, this guy's right on you. Do you know what to do tonight if you're in that situation again? Yeah. Are you, can you tell us? And even <laughs> though he's sitting here, we'll shut his, shut his earphones off. Right? No. You zig when you're supposed to zag. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's all you can do. Because that pass happened so fast, I said to Aaron, I didn't even see that. Like, wham. Yeah, I just I goofed it up. But, uh, you know, I, I guess at least I, could, I know where I'm wrong. Um, with this car, I, I've been lost with it, honestly. And... Uh, you know, if I could, uh, if I could do it over again, man, I would. Well, maybe you get a shot tonight. <laughs> Donnie, being that it, it's it's night two now, you guys have a whole one night under your belt at this racetrack. Um, how do you start differently? What what did you learn that you can share with us that maybe will will start things different tonight? Ah, uh, well, we had some crazy idea coming in here. Um, we run a coil spring on the right rear a little bit at a couple races last year, and it keeps the car from getting. But instead of a bar or with a bar? No, we got a bar and a spring. Wow. So um, we did it. A little bit last year and it worked at a couple of flat tracks so we figured you know we'll try it here so scuba actually told me um when we got here he says well i'm crossing my fingers we're gonna hope this works we hot lapped and, and felt okay but i said oh maybe we better take that thing off there so we took it off we qualified without it and i said uh, i think we better put it back on 
and the rest of the night was fine. So, you know, it's you know how the, the geometry stuff works. It's um, it's like a double-edged sword mm -hmm. some days. Um, so it's it, do you go down that road? You got to get qualified. I, I don't think anybody um, realizes how important qualifying is when you at any racetrack with the format. You know, everything's starting straight up, and it, it's going to be pretty tough to come through the field. So you got to get qualified. So. I guess um, we'll just try to do the same thing, and uh, if we don't feel good hot lapping, then we got to make some make some adjustments. Well, Bill, Donnie, thank you guys always for your time. We uh, we wish you the best of luck tonight. Thank Hope you. you give us another good battle like you did last night. Thank you guys. Awesome. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, the driver of the Roth Motorsports number 83, Darren Pittman, will join us. Red Brand Fence, safe, durable, dependable, and long-lasting. Whether it's keeping horses, cattle, and livestock in, or stopping predators, Red Brand is the best fence money can buy. Each inch of the woven wire is inspected for top quality before it's crowned with the trademark Red Top Wire. Red Brand Fence, the most trusted name in agriculture, residential, and commercial fence for over a century. For more information, go to redbrand.com. Since the dawn of American industry, Drydeen was there as the country built its first roads, laid the blocks of its factories, and spanned rivers with new bridges and rails. Today, with Drydeen's all technology, we instill this heritage into every Drydeen oil, lubricant, fluid, and deft product we make. Drydeen is a tradition of performance with 21st century technology. Drydeen, official motor oil of the world of outlaws and always American owned and operated. Visit drydean.com for more information. Back to the World of Outlaws Music City Nationals at Fairground Speedway, Nashville. Wayne Nation, presented by Red Brand Fence. Here are Ray and Aaron Everham. Welcome back, everyone. If you're just coming into the fairgrounds, come join us. We're over on the beginning of the midway across from the NOS Energy Drink booth. A little tent set up, and joining us now is uh, former World of Outlaw champion, Darren Pittman. How you doing tonight, Darren? Good. Uh, good to be back again and uh, hopefully get to try again. Yeah. So what were your uh, your thoughts on night one? I know it's a new venue. Things might not have been perfect, but I think uh, in the A-Main, you guys put on a good show. Uh, I think, you know, at the end of the day, that's, uh, you know, as competitors, we want to win and yep. we want to do well, um, you know, but for the sport itself, for us to, you know, at least be able to put it together and, and put on something that was respectable for the fans to see, I think, especially at a a new track, a uh, new market, um, a lot of unknowns. Uh, you know, I think that was the, obviously the, the positives that we were able to take out of the night. Um, our performance wasn't a lot of uh, positives there, just didn't qualify well and started in the back and uh, passing was difficult. So uh, we just got to do a better job qualifying and putting ourselves in a, in a better starting position to, uh, you know, try to, uh, you know, run up front and uh, contend for a win. You, you helped us out uh, Thursday night when we kicked <laughs> off uh, the tour down there and, and um, off of uh, – Broadway at the big machine store. We ha we had a couple of those uh, those <laughs> lemon ICs. They got them here. You shouldn't have one before you run tonight. Though. You probably ought to wait a little bit on that. But we talked about how you were, you know, what what your steps were, and you could try and compare it and some of the pictures and the things guys were doing. Has there been a track yet now that you've seen it and run it? Is there anything that compares to? <laughs> no, honestly, there's <laughs> not. And that, that's, that's hard to do, honestly. Uh, I feel like every track has at least some sort of resemblance of another place. Uh, whether or not it's the dirt or, or the size or the shape of some sort. And uh, honestly, the only thing I can compare this to is the drag strip that we did run at Topeka. And, and you know, that was like uh, 2000 and, or 99 and 2000, I think. And, and it was significantly longer straightaways. And honestly, I think it was even tighter corners. But uh, that's really the only thing that comes to my mind that uh, even, uh, you know, I, that r reminds me of. And 
Uh, that was a long time ago. So a uh, few things have changed since then and uh, just uh, don't really remember, you know, uh, what worked there uh, versus, you know, or if that would work here as well. Darren, th this might be a little bit of a, a tough question, but you mentioned how important qualifying is. Everyone we talk to talks about how important qualifying is. Uh, is there a, something you'd like to see the World of Outlaws possibly do? I mean, you have obviously a great product with the Outlaws, but other series run like multiple qualifiers, different ways to kind of line up the feature. Is that something that you'd like them to look into? No, not at all. Uh, no, I'm 100% I'm behind uh, time trials. Uh, you know, there's... There, there was nothing wrong with time trials yesterday other yeah. than just my performance itself, okay. you know, with, with uh, you know, whether how I drove the car or our setup. So um, I would much rather, um, I if we qualify good or qualify bad, at least our performance is in our hands. Yeah. Um, so I'll take that any day of the week. Um, you know, obviously with dirt, you do have a little bit of, uh, you know, your draw can dictate, you know, what the track's yeah. capable of doing. But for the most part, if, if you really look um, – we use that as an excuse a lot. There's definitely <laughs> maybe two or three races a year that there is nothing you could do about the number you draw and how slow the track gets. But most of the time, even when we say, well, the track got slower, you can still look around you, and there's some guys that they went out and laid down a time. They weren't able to go quick time, but they yeah. were able to keep themselves in the hunt, and that's all we really can ask for. So uh, I would much rather um, it, you know, uh, the ball being in, in our court as far as to how we perform and be, you know, on the team themselves rather than uh, just running passing points. So definitely not a fan of that. Just uh, we just have to do a better job. I got a bunch of, uh, I'm not a bunch, but a few calls from, you know, and people like my buddies that want to know some technical stuff. So I want to I ask a little technical question here. We talk <laughs> about motors, we talk about wings and all that stuff, but a big part of handling on these cars because of the size difference in the two rear tires is the brakes. Right. And you guys use those brakes quite a bit how do you use those to turn the car and help set it and and things i think that's driver um difference as well so different drivers uh use the brakes a lot some don't uh i'm i've never been a guy that used a lot of brakes um honestly almost to a fault uh, i really wish i could sort of train myself to use them more i think there's uh times that i could uh be better off with, with using them. And there's guys that, uh, no matter how big it is, I mean, I see guys that glow brakes at Knoxville, and, and you'd think you'd never even touch the brakes there, and, and they're really good doing it. So um, I think a lot of that's just driving style and how they've been, uh, you know, taught or grown up and, and what they're comfortable with. So uh, no doubt, uh, you know, if your car's tight, you get in the corner, you're going to drag the brakes a lot. Uh, I don't run a right rear brake at all. Um, so we're strictly on left side. So when the more you, uh, you know, drag the brake, it's going to help turn the car. It's only pulling the left front and the left rear. Um, you know, a lot of guys run a right rear as well that, you know, kind of helps keep the car straight and also just extra braking power. So um, every track, you, you know, Eldora, some of their bigger places, you never touch the brakes. But uh, I've seen guys that are really successful blowing it on, on every size track. And uh, I, for years, man, I, I, I can run, you know, two or three sets of pads through a whole season. And I know guys that go through them every two races. So um, a lot of that, I think, just uh, depends on the driver. And talking about driving styles and setups, what, what are some things that you learned last night that can maybe help you get a better qualifying time tonight? Uh, I need Sheldon to drive my car <laughs> for me for two laps. Well, Donnie <laughs> said you have to bounce the right rear off yeah. of three and four. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I was out. I was the 10th car out, and uh, I watched uh, on Dirt Vision in my car and, and saw how close Brent Marks was to it, but nobody had started really hitting it yet. <laughs> and, uh, you know, my goal when I went out there was like, man, I got I to gotta run in three hard but you can't hit the wall in four. I hadn't seen anybody hit it yet. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, about three cars after that, I see them start hitting it, and they're doing it on purpose, and, and it was just really <laughs> dirty. So, uh, you know, it was, it was 
tricky last night. I mean, it was hard to run in three as flat as it is, and, and the sh track really shelves off. And I think that's hard for the fans to really understand what that does to our cars. The higher he gets, it just sort of gets flatter and flatter, and, and you know, your left sides get higher, and you start to lose more and more control. So um, that was difficult. Those guys were making it look easy, and uh, <laughs> they were a lot closer to disaster than uh, I guarantee it looked. So back to the technical stuff then, as my mind's <laughs> going on flat. So, so, you know, to combat that, I saw guys, a lot of guys putting more tip in the car, dropping, mm -hmm. the, dropping the backs of them. Is that the things right. that they'll, they'll be doing to continue tonight? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we just don't have the speed here for, for our wings to work quite like we're used to. So obviously, I think you need to run your cars a little bit lower. We just don't have the downforce, you know, to, to uh, you know, push the rear bars into the ground. Um, obviously, th there's no bank, so obviously uh, you either do that with stagger, uh, which the less stagger you can get with, you know, go get away with, the faster you're going to get down the straightaway. But uh, you've got to have something to help turn the car as well, so you can do that with tilt and as far as weight in and out of the back of the car. So a um, lot of ways to be fast, but truthfully, you know, setup was probably, it, it always has something to do with it. But honestly, this is... This was more of a driver's racetrack last night. I mean, I don't, uh, if you were good and, and, you know, the guys that really hung it out on, you know, online and qualifying timed well, uh, you know, if they got, got it off the wall right in, in turn four, it made speed. Uh, the big thing about that is you got to keep, you know, you got to stay on the throttle when you're doing that so that, you know, you can keep the right rear propped up so you're not just sliding into it off the gas. That's uh, obviously uh, something that doesn't work well with our cars. So, um, this racetrack is a lot about uh, driver and uh, really more so, I think, than uh, setup itself. Yeah. Well, going back to the driver questions, well, <laughs> when you talk about it, uh, needing to bounce off the wall to, uh, to make yeah. a good qualifying lap, I mean, uh, describe, you, you kind of hit on it, but describe how hard that is to actually do without disaster. Yeah. I mean, you're basically telling yourself, I'm going to go out there and crash <laughs> without crashing. Yeah. I mean, and so it, it's, it's difficult. I mean, you know, you watch car after car do it, and nobody really got in trouble. And then, you know, the two-car Macedo goes out there, and he was liable to lay down a quick time, but yet he didn't finish the lap, yeah. and, and it kind of buried him for the rest of the night. So um, it's a fine line. You know, the risk-reward was uh, really <laughs> high um, on whether or not you could pull it off. And uh, with the way the racetrack raced, um, you know, I think it made the reward just that much. You know, if you could pull it off, uh, you know you were going to set yourself up for a good night the rest of the, time, the, rest of the night. Well, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, the driver's talking about hitting the wall, and I used to have to tell Jeff Gordon, do not <laughs> hit the wall. Do not push the quarter panel in on these cars. And it's really neat to sit listen to you talk about as you, you being a driver saying, hey, look, setup matters, this matters, but really it, it's on us because I think that that's what the fans appreciate most, right? People go and they sit in those stands to watch somebody do something that they just can't do. And night after night, uh, you know, I've said this, and – Sometimes I have to give props to my lovely wife there, <laughs> but I think that people that run 410 sprint cars are the most incredible drivers, uh, mentally focused, physically focused. To be able to do that night after night, it's really amazing because this is a game, you know, they say it's a game of inches. I it's a game of fractions of inches, isn't it? Uh, especially here. I mean, there's just no room. So, I mean, I think this. Uh, the cool thing about this is this is as wide open of a race as you're ever going to see throughout our entire season as far as who can win. Yeah, our 10-time champion and the winningest guy with us right now won last night. But honestly, you know, there was 40 cars here last night, and there was a, uh, you know, the way the scenarios played out, um, it just so happened that, you know, Donnie won by being the smartest, and obviously he's very good and, and, and talented as well. But, uh, you know, he was just smart and was in the right place at the right time and took advantage of a mistake and, and got the win. But this race is, honestly, I'd say, um, you, you know, you always have your four or five favorites going into every night that probably stand the best chance to win. 
And uh, honestly, I don't think there would be any surprise winners here uh, last night or tonight. Just uh, the way that, you know, track shapes out and, and the way that uh, as difficult it is for us to pass. It, you qualify well, put yourself in good position, get a good dash draw, and, uh, you know, you could easily end up with a first time or sort of a surprise uh, A-Main winner. Well, that's a little difficult for you, but us fans watching surely yep. appreciate when anyone has a chance. Darren, thank you for answering our, our setup questions, our driver yep. questions, and, and being on the show with us again. No problem. Always fun to be on. Thanks. Great. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, the teammates of the Shark Racing Team, Logan Schuhart and Jacob Allen, thank will join us next. Red Brand Fence, safe, durable, dependable, and long-lasting. Whether it's keeping horses, cattle, and livestock in or stopping predators, Red Brand is the best fence money can buy. Each inch of the woven wire is inspected for top quality before it's crowned with the trademark Red Top Wire. Red Brand Fence, the most trusted name in agriculture, residential, and commercial fence for over a century. For more information, go to redbrand.com. Sage Fruit is a high-quality grower, packer, and shipper of Washington State apples, pears, and cherries. Sage Fruit believes in sprint car racing as a proud sponsor of sprint cars for the past 16 years and a partner of Wing Nation for the past four years. We love sprint car racing, and we're there for our sprint car fans. Sage Fruit works hard to deliver an exceptional eating experience. We value our relationship with sprint car fans and appreciate your continued support of Sage Fruit. Ask for Sage Fruit at your local grocer. Back to the World of Outlaws Music City Nationals at Fairground Speedway, Nashville. Wings Nation, presented by Red Brand Fence. Here are Ray and Aaron Evernham. Welcome back, everyone. Like I mentioned before, if you're just coming into the fairgrounds, come join us. We're having uh, a great time here over under the tent. Right now, joining us up here on our stage tent is Logan Schuhart, driver of the number 1S. Logan, how you doing? I'm great. How are you guys? Good. You had uh, pulled off a top 10 last night. Tell us uh, what your thoughts were on the first night here in Nashville. Uh, it was pretty wild. You know, we had flipped in the heat race and we were able to go to the back <laughs> and still all smashed up. And like Darren was saying, they don't, I don't think the wings really do a whole lot here. So we, uh, we were able to finish the race on a pretty smashed up race car and get back to fourth really just uh, with uh, some other cars having some issues and problems. And it doesn't matter. We were able to take advantage of it, get back up to fourth. And then... Uh, the feature's a little tough. We passed a few cars. We started 13th, but uh, I was listening to Darren a little bit. Like he said, it's just hard to make make uh, you know some passes on some people. It's just not enough speed for us. But it's uh, we we're able to to get a top 10 out of it. Yeah, when kind of new at this sprint car stuff, you know, I married this girl that used to run those <laughs> those cars there. But I remember the first time watching you. I said, Darren, I was like, "Who's that guy?" I like you know, cause you're like on the gas. <laughs> like, love your style. But so young like how do you how do you get there like what do you guys do what was your progress up because the first time i saw you i think was knoxville and you're just on the gas and i said what what was your progression to sprint cars well my grandfather bobby allen raced sprint cars and uh he's still the owner of our race team he uh won the knoxville nationals back in 1990 and he like i said he has a lot to do with our race team so i, I grew up watching him race i grew up with the sprint car races uh, you know, I'm in, I I love all forms of racing, but sprint car racing is what I grew up with, and, and my dreams were always to be a sprint car driver, mainly because of him and, and what I grew up with. 
you, you mentioned your grandfather, uh, but you and Jacob run your operation's pretty small compared to what some of these guys have out here. Uh, obviously grown, you've had a lot of success, but I saw pictures on Instagram today of, uh, I think you were doing engine maintenance and Jacob was uh, mount dismounting tires or something. Uh, that's not really the total norm out here. Some of the drivers aren't really hands-on. Uh, do you think that's to your advantage? I think it is. That's part of what my grandfather's taught us. You know, in the beginning, we didn't have a choice. Now we're lucky enough that we have a couple guys that help us, Ron Helmick, Ben Whitman, Tyler Garber. Uh, Lucky McHugh, he does a, a great job over here from Australia. My grandfather, Michael Newman, with engines back home. But, you know, we, we've always, we're for, you know, we are always, you know, the main mechanics on our cars, and, and we still do, even though that we have help. You know, I think it, it's better to be hands-on. I think it, it helps you. It'll help you in the future. You know, some of the, I think it's a disadvantage for some of the drivers that don't, you know, don't know what's going on with their race car because when they start to go bad, they don't know how to fix it. So that's one thing that my grandfather ha has taught us and, and wanted us to be able to do that way. If it, it's, you know, if he's not in the picture one or, you know, when he's not able to do it one day that Jacob and I can do it on our own. Yeah, speaking of Jacob, he was just, uh, just joined us here on the stage. Uh, Jacob, how are you doing? I'm good. How yeah. are you doing? Good. Yeah, a seventh last night. You're having a, a solid year, you and Logan both. Uh, tell us about your night. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it was it was all right. Um, I didn't think I was going to be too good after my qualifying lap. Wasn't a whole lot of um, action, I guess, in the heat race. It was rubber, so it wasn't too crazy or anything like that. But uh, um, it wasn't too bad. I'll take a seventh. Um, we always want to be better. Always want to contend for a win. But uh, you know, I was I was happy with it. So it's pretty cool against sitting by these guys. You know, I was a big fan growing. You know, I. Did a little bit of partying with Bobby Allen back in the day <laughs> several years ago. We'll talk about that another time. But I reminded him about that last night and actually made him smile. So it was, uh, it was it, but, you know, some of the intangibles that people don't know about, obviously they talk about bars and springs and shocks and setups and stuff like that. But the intangibles about being around somebody like Bobby Allen that, that he's looking at the weather, looking at the wind, the sun, the, the, the clay, the dirt, you know, things that, that other people may not see. You know, how much have you learned from, from him just, just by being around him? Well, I basically learned everything from my dad. Um, yeah, um, I guess, you know, everybody sees him as, like, how he was back then. You know, I wasn't alive to see, you know, my dad do what he did as a racer, everything. So, but I do understand everything. You know, you hear, you hear all the respect and stuff. So you know that uh, he was successful and there's a reason why he's uh, successful. So, um yeah, I mean, everything we know is from my dad. I mean, yeah, you learn stuff from being on the road, but you just continue to learn. And he's, you know, I am who I am because of my dad and everything he's taught me. I'm, I'm glad that he's taught me the way he's taught me and Logan because uh, I guess I guess he hasn't made us like soft racers. Like, we're, we're pretty tough guys. We, we can handle if it's, um, you know, hot and we haven't had AC or uh, – a shower for a couple of days and we don't like you know complain or you know things like that I mean we complain about stuff but you know <laughs> but I think he's made us tough so I like that that's probably one of my favorite things and uh, I'm, I'm glad that he's made it uh, you know harder and we've worked uh, our way up to making things nicer for ourselves you guys certainly have worked hard to get get where you're at and you're always contenders Logan you guys run out of the same trailer are your setups similar? Are your driving styles different that you end up with different setups in your cars? Sometimes they're similar. Sometimes they're a little bit different. And what's pretty cool about Jacob and I, you know, there's there's other cars that are, you know, have teammates and stuff like that. But with us being on the same trailer, we're family and stuff. 
you know, if one of us goes good and the other one doesn't, you know, obviously the other one's going to come up to the other and ask what they're doing different to, to try and help each other out. And I think we have helped each other out a lot in the past and, and you know, this year, recently, whenever. But when one of us isn't going good, you can, you can definitely help each other out. Is there one, do each of you have a specialty? Is one better at a certain area, a certain track than the other one that, that Jake definitely seems up? to qualify a lot better than I do right uh -huh. now. Uh, he qualifies good. He definitely puts himself in good spots. But, um, no, I, I, I think we both like smooth, slick racetracks. You know, we don't seem to excel when it's rough, but we're getting better at it. Uh, it's something from the beginning we've struggled with a little bit. But that's what being out here on the World Outlaw Tour teaches you. You know, you got to be – you got to be better on all all types of different racetracks and your big, small, rough, heavy, whatever it is. So uh, we're, we're both trying to get better at both of them. Jacob, you've got a, a handful of seconds with the World of Outlaws. You are so close to that win. Um, talk about, I mean, honestly, to, to finish second is, to me, and any sprint car racer is a, almost like a win. But what is it going to mean to you? I mean, you're going to get there. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I obviously want to win. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, or just ran second. I've done third, seconds, fourth, fifth. I just haven't won one. So uh, I mean, it's just is what it is. I mean, I've worked hard to get to where I'm at, and um, yeah. So I'm excited to win my first outlaw race. Um, I'm gonna take it wherever it is, and no matter what race it is. So uh, just uh, looking forward to that day. And what do you gotta do to make that night tonight different than last night? <laughs> uh, just. Uh, Start, or I don't know, I, I think last night you had to start first and uh, or right up there, you know, first or third or however you want to look at it and uh, just not get out of the rubber and, and win the race. So um, I just look as I got to get to first and stay out in first and not get passed by anybody. And that sounds easy, but it's not <laughs> easy. That's not easy at all. Uh, they'll pass you as soon as you screw up. So don't matter what lap it is if you screw up they're there behind you and and they'll they'll take advantage of uh uh any kind of screw up you got so if you're in the position to win you gotta you gotta be tough uh every lap awesome well jacob logan thank you guys for your time we wish you the best luck we uh we love watching night in and night out thank you all right thanks for having us yep. absolutely we're gonna take another quick break when we come back jeff swindell and brady bacon will join us Red Brand Fence, the most durable, dependable, and safest fence in the world. Top horse farms use Red Brand Fence to safeguard their equine investments. Cattlemen install it to ensure their cattle are safe. Racetracks around the world use it to protect spectators, fans, and crews. For over a century, Red Brand's quality has been used internationally for countless uses. Red Brand Fence, the most trusted name in fence. Explore our products at redbrand.com. Instilled with Drydeen's heritage of performance, Drydeen Diesel All-Def is built for the demands of today's diesel engines. Drydeen Diesel All-Def is perfect for owners and operators of on-road and off-road diesel trucks and cars that now require diesel exhaust fluid. Drydeen, official motor oil and official diesel exhaust fluid of the world of outlaws and wheelmen everywhere. And as always, American-owned and operated. Visit drydeen.com for more information. Back to the World of Outlaws Music City Nationals at Fairground Speedway, Nashville. Wings Nation, presented by Red Brand Fence. Here are Ray and Aaron Evernham. Welcome back, everyone. We are having a blast getting you ready for the final night of the Music City Outlaw Nationals. 
Joining us now, Jeff Swindell and Brady Bacon. How are you guys doing? I woke up. <laughs> yeah, doing pretty good. Jeff, uh, you got on your side yesterday. You, you came in here with a truck and an open trailer. Um, tell us your version of the night. Well, it, it just we drew a real late qualifying spot. We were actually pretty good in hot laps. Uh, we were sandwiched right there between Donnie Schatz and, and Stewart, I guess. And uh, so I felt pretty comfortable with that. That wasn't too bad. But we went out real late, and uh, we were a little loose at that point. But we had a, a right rear brake problem, and it was locking the motor up. So on the first lap of qualifying, I ran off into three, and I actually killed the motor going into three. So I had to straighten it up and let it fire back off, and then took off. And then, and then I hammered hard for the second lap, and I couldn't see turn four because of the, I didn't have a visor on. The sun was hitting us right now. I, I knocked the hell out of the wall and bounced it up. I was, well, we're done. So I we just, heard I that's just the fast down. way around. That's what well, some of the drivers are telling it, us. It is. It, and I got a lot of practice that the last couple of weeks. We've been we've been hammering a couple of walls our last weekend out Mississippi and Riverside and, and uh, making it through it. But, man, I hit that thing a ton there. So that was it. So our qualified deal was history. So uh, we had to start in the back. And then they had a big pile up there on the start of that heat race. And four or five of them in front of me all crashed. I kind of hit the brake because I was waiting on a little opening, and it killed the motor. And, I mean, I could have drove right through oh. there, and that would put us up in fourth at that point, you know. And, man, you know, so it just everything kind of went crappy that night. And then, so we threw some different stuff at the setup on the, for the C-Main. We had to run the C, so uh, we started on front of that. We took off away from them on that deal, and I run off in there. It was still a little greasy down in one and two <laughs> during that. Yeah. And I run out and hit the brakes real hard, and dang it, it didn't lock it up again. It killed the motor, so I just pulled off of it. We didn't want to start the back of the B on that, on that deal anyway. We weren't going to come from last in the B to make it into the qualifying deal, so I was really just wanting to get some practice on that, my, my setup changes. So uh, we felt pretty good with that. We got a pretty decent draw tonight. I think we're about sixth out in the first group, so that, that ought to be pretty decent. Um, hopefully they can get, get a hold of the track and work on it a little bit more tonight, yeah. keep it a little more consistent. And, Instead of uh, everything drawing down to one spot in the down on the bottom, yep. so uh, but it that's uh, part of the part of learning yeah. when you come in and do something new. So I mean, it's a tough deal. Pretty smart uh, on, on your account though, like wanting to offset that wing over to the right. You know the way you did that. <laughs> yeah, just lay, <laughs> it, lay it over, push it over, over yeah. offset that thing, get that right rear to bite. But yeah, I want to talk a little bit about you know something that. A lot of people don't know about, and we've heard everybody on the show talking about rubber down, rubber down, talking about rubber down last night. When when the track rubber's down, explain that to our audience exactly what it is, and then, then what you've got to do to to combat that with tires and things. Well, it's it's kind of like running across the house on the marble floor in your socks and sliding across. Okay, now you can't do it on carpet. It stops, or you put your tennis shoes on. You know, you can't do it. It sticks. So the car actually locks down to the track. So it, it really makes it a one-groove deal. Everybody kind of finds that rubber, and once everybody finds the rubber, it, it becomes a freight train at that point. And if you just slip out of the rubber a little bit, everybody's going to go by you. I mean, it's easy for two, three, four cars to go right by you if you miss it. But uh, it didn't take it real hard last night, but it took it enough that it would it would pull you right into that one groove, and you had to stay there once it did that. So and that's not really uncommon. Like, that, that I've seen that that, that happens uh, a good bit with new racetracks. It, it really varies, but I'd say maybe – 15, 20, 15 percent, maybe something like that. It's not a lot, but when you when you're dealing with sun and heat and and dry conditions and a lot of wind, you know, and, and it's hard for them to get water into the into the moisture into the uh, the dirt that they have. That's what causes it, you know. And certain tracks are more abrasive than others. It's got a lot of sand in it with the clay, so it it'll actually make the tire abrasive. So when it makes the tire abrasive, then it starts putting the rubber and sticking the rubber to the track off of the tire. So when the rubber off the tire gets stuck on the track, then you match the two together and it's locked down. 
Now, Brady, you, uh, you run wing cars a decent amount, but you're also running midgets, silver crown, you name it. Um, you had a decent night last night. Talk about your night. Yeah, you know, kind of here's uh, alluding to the draw. We got a good draw. Yeah. Uh, qualified decent, made it through our heat, and then, uh, you know, kind of start towards the, the tail of the feature, and kind of yeah, after the first few laps, it was yeah. what it was. We, I tried to move around a little bit, but there's only about five or six laps that we could do that. But um, I think they're uh, probably being, they were probably being a little cautious yesterday with the new track because yeah. um, they don't want it to come apart. Temporary tracks can do that sometimes. So uh, they look like they're getting a little more aggressive with the water today, and hopefully we can get the the time uh, constraints uh, figured out today and a little more uh, organized. It's just hard with the layout of the facility trying to get like yeah. on and off for qualifying and heat races. And if there's a crash, it's kind of hard. And, uh, you know, the tow truck guys never picked up a sprint car, things like that yeah. can add to that. So it was picking up as the night went on. So hopefully tonight they might have a chance for maybe two track reworks and then uh, the feature should be better. But, uh, you know, you're gonna, I think they're going to get better every time. And uh, it's, uh, it's a cool event. And uh, I hope the, fan, the fans seem to enjoy it last night. So sure hopefully uh, that we can make it better for them again tonight. And, and as Aaron said, you run a lot of different cars and a, a lot of non-wing cars. And one of the things I watched your car in hot laps, you know, it seems when a non-wing car, they just turn really hard, get the wheels, you know, kind of pointing straight. Your car looked really good in that hot laps. Is that something, you know, that because of the, the non-wing experience that you were set up to do that with tight corners like this? Yeah, I mean, we had a few options of places to go this weekend, and I knew this was going to be a small track, so that kind of suits my, my driving style and our package a little bit better. Places like Hopstad or or any of the smaller places, Jacksonville, Illinois, the less wing speed that you have, it kind of suits my driving style a little better. And, and what I do more often than these guys is, you know, throw the car in a little harder or, or things like that. But then I kind of, it hurts me at places like Eldora and Knoxville, uh, you know, the half miles that these outlaw guys run, you know, 70 times a year. And then the short tracks is what I run most of the time. So I feel like I have an advantage at a place like this, whereas sometimes I sacrifice a little bit at the bigger places. Brady, I feel like every time I look at race results or I'm at a track, you're there. How many races do you have on your schedule, and how is it hard for you or is it fun for you to jump in between different cars? Uh, it's definitely fun. I, you know, I get to race more than almost anybody else, and I don't actually have to travel quite as much as like the outlaw guys because yeah. I have so many options. This year, it doesn't seem to matter. I can't, couldn't race anything there for a while. Yeah. For about a month, we got rained out, but we usually wind up uh, running about 120 features a year. So there's some nights that we'll run a midget in a sprint car, like four crown one four classes in one night um, and that's hope I you know we keep saying oh, we're going to cut back a little bit this year and we try to get it down like 100 and then uh, by the end of the year it winds up back at 120 so that's crazy. It's, it's actually a lot better for a racer to do that I know back in the day when I was doing that all the time you jump in and out of a whole bunch of different stuff you know you, you fly in here you go drive this guy's car and it's a total different deal different type race car different type racetracks and stuff it makes you a lot more versatile as a race car driver it, it keeps you on your toes and like i say he learned you learn a lot more about different type scenarios about the slick and the heavy and the you know all the different scenarios yeah, and working so, with different people as well like right. yeah. i race a midget that bob east works on so he's been doing it forever i get yeah. ideas from him and i can talk to him about my wing sprint car my non-wing sprint car and next week i'm gonna drive for daryl Socher, who's been around yep. forever too so it's a unique opportunity to get to race different cars. Sometimes, you know, I might not get as many opportunities as some in a wing sprint car, even though I think I might have as much talent. But it just, uh, that's kind of what I've chosen to do, and it, it works for us and my family. So uh, let's probably just keep doing that. Awesome. Well, Brady, Jeff, thank you very much for joining us. Keep it on uh, all four tonight, can you? 
Well, I hope so. I, and, and, and I got to say hi to my wife and daughter. They had to go home this morning. My, we've been up all night. My wife got kidney stones last night oh, about 1.30. No. So we were at the hospital until about 8.30 this morning. Oh, so, uh, uh, But she's already back to Memphis. They done got her back there. So she's doing a lot better now. So hopefully she's out of, out of some pain. Maybe. Well, we wish her the best uh, in, in her recovery. Thank, Thank you guys you. so much. Have a good night. Thanks for having us. When we come back, we're going to have two special guests, former NASCAR star Casey Atwood and the son of the country music star Marty Robbins, Ronnie Robbins. Red Brand Fence, safe, durable, dependable, and long-lasting. Whether it's keeping horses, cattle, and livestock in or stopping predators, Red Brand is the best fence money can buy. Each inch of the woven wire is inspected for top quality before it's crowned with the trademark Red Top Wire. Red Brand Fence, the most trusted name in agriculture, residential, and commercial fence for over a century. For more information, go to redbrand.com. Sage Fruit is a high-quality grower, packer, and shipper of Washington State apples, pears, and cherries. Sage Fruit believes in sprint car racing as a proud sponsor of sprint cars for the past 16 years and a partner of Wing Nation for the past four years. We love sprint car racing, and we're there for our sprint car fans. Sage Fruit works hard to deliver an exceptional eating experience. We value our relationship with sprint car fans and appreciate your continued support of Sage Fruit. Ask for Sage Fruit at your local grocer. Back to the World of Outlaws Music City Nationals at Fairground Speedway, Nashville. Wings Nation, presented by Red Brand Fence. Here are Ray and Aaron Evernham. Welcome back, everyone. Like I said, we have some very special, special guests joining us now. Former NASCAR star Casey Atwood and uh, Marty Robbins, country music legend's son, Ronnie Robbins, uh, who was uh, quite the musician himself. How are you guys doing? Good. Doing great. Doing great. Awesome. So, Ronnie... Tell us some stories about when you were a child coming here when your father was racing and singing and all the history here. Well, we moved here in uh, 1953, and we were, lived about two miles from here, and this was still a mild dirt track. And uh, I, could, I could hear, whenever they were racing, I could hear, and I'd be tugging on Daddy's pant leg, and it didn't take much. We always came to watch, and then uh, they paved the track and made a half mile out of it in 1957, I believe. And uh, he... Uh, he wound up sponsoring a guy by the name of Bullet Bob Ruther, who is in the Hall of Fame, in many Hall of Fames, I guess. And uh, he sponsored, uh, the, it was Marty Robbins special. It, I thought it was a 32 coupe, but it was probably a Chevrolet. But uh, they had a flatbed, I mean a, a flathead uh, engine back then. But anyway, he was, he was terrorizing the tracks. And, and anyway, long story short, that was a, a, a relationship with Preacher Hamilton, who was Bobby Hamilton's granddad. Okay. And uh, so uh, it was around 1963, 62 or 63, uh, Preacher built the 34 Ford Coupe, and it was the Devil Woman car. And uh, he had just had the song Devil Woman had gone number one, and it just seemed like a great name for a race car. And uh, he raced uh, up at uh, Ridgetop, Tennessee, uh, Highland Rim Speedway was, was a quarter mile dirt track then. The first year uh, was a 292 Thunderbird engine, which I think is on the album cover. The next year uh, put a 327 small block Chevy with injection and and uh, 10 inch M&H tires, and the rest is kind of history. There he he started winning pretty regularly, and uh, uh, in '65 they went to he ran a few races on the half mile track here. They only raced uh, in the daytime on the half mile track. They didn't have the lights then. 
And uh, uh, so he raced, he raced several of those. And then in 65, they went to the late models. And so everybody was kind of starting from scratch with the late models. And, and all of a sudden, he was pretty competitive. And uh, we were running a, uh, they didn't have, the rule basically it had to be, if it was a Dodge body or Plymouth body, it had to have a Plymouth engine in it. And it had to be in front of the firewall. That was the only real rule. And uh, they were, they just called them late model modifieds back then. They ran uh, here in Birmingham and Montgomery. And uh, uh, we, we were pretty competitive. Uh, Daddy, Daddy, in 66, he was one of two guys to beat Cuckoo, uh, Cuckoo Marlin. Won nine out of 11 races. And Daddy beat him once and Red Farmer beat him once. And then Cuckoo, he was track champion like three years in a row. But in 68, they, uh, NASCAR told Bill Donahoe, who was the track owner at the time, uh, that he had to change over to the sportsman rules uh, to be in compliance with everybody, with all the other tracks. And uh, all of a sudden, we, had, uh, we were running the 426 Hemi. And uh, uh, on, in the last car, the car that Ray were actually restored, and uh, uh, we uh, uh, all of a sudden had to weigh, they, they, they had to weigh 9.36 pounds for cubic inch. So all of a sudden, the 426 had to weigh almost 4,000 pounds. Oh, wow. And we ran about two races and uh, shredded the tires completely. And uh, <laughs> so then we changed over to a 340 Dodge engine, which w it was the first year for the 340, and it just wasn't competitive. Uh, so uh, that was about the time Daddy, he ran uh, Charlotte in 1968. Uh, Ran a, ran a cup race and finished, uh, started 22nd and finished 12th. Wow. Uh, and then we he ran in 70 at Charlotte, too, because we've got that yeah. car now we're restoring. That's we've what I was getting ready to say. Yeah. And then, you know, just you talked about Highland Rim a minute ago. This guy that's sitting next to us won a lot of races there. Yeah. Earned his way down down south. Like, uh, you know, I, again, to me, we come to Nashville, I get to see a couple of my, my favorite people, like Ronnie and, you know, Marty Robbins. I'm a big Marty Robbins fan, but... But Casey's, Casey's local hero around here, too. Oh, yeah. Everybody, I mean, I've had people, everybody always asks me, how's Casey? You know, and, you know you've run in all three of NASCAR's series, the Xfinity, the, the truck, the, the cup stuff. You drove for me. We sat on poles. We had a good time. People are really, they want to know how you're doing. Um, I've had people come on, on want to whoop my butt because uh, <laughs> we split up. Uh, but, man, we had a lot of fun. But how are you doing and what are you doing? I'm doing good. I've uh I'm, I'm still running some late models around here. I, we, we built a car at the end of last year and uh, just ran our first race uh, a couple weeks ago. So it's just awesome to be, to be here and see this crowd here today. You know, it, I haven't seen it like this with the souvenir trailers and all the vendors since, you know, probably 2000 nationwide race. So it's awesome to see this here in Nashville. Casey, how, uh, you're hitting on it now, but how cool is it that everyone is trying to make the, the fairgrounds work or bringing in the outlaws you've got some big races here there's talk about nascar coming here with your history with the, everyone's history the this hollow ground how cool is it for you to see this hopefully growing in the right direction it, it's awesome it's awesome to see this like i said i haven't seen it like this in a long long time and this track has, has so much history so many cup drivers uh, nascar drivers have come through here and uh i'd really like to see it you know like it was you know back in the 90s and have some big races, you know, some that hopefully get NASCAR back. And uh, I know it's I know it's in it. We just gotta gotta figure it out and get it going. And Ronnie, there was you know th there was a, a a quick story, and you know uh, we tell know, quick story quick, quick story. We got a quick story now. We <laughs> tell, but your dad was leading here one night, 
and had yeah. to go to the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. Tell, tell us yeah. that story, quick. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> he, he started running Saturday nights here because uh, uh, the, at the Opry, they, they had like an extra segment on the second show. Nobody wanted it because they wanted to play both shows and get paid double, played double overtime. Anyway, so he, it was perfect for him. He could race here and then go to the Opry uh, around 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Well, one night he was leading, and somebody took out the number uh, number one turn guardrail, and they had to red flag the race, and they sat there 25 minutes while they were trying to weld it back up. And he was looking at the clock, and finally he just had to say, I got to go. <laughs> and uh, so he gets, uh, he gets out of the car, uh, drives to his office, gets cleaned up, drives to the Opry. They're running 30 minutes late. So he so could have stayed one. He could have stayed, and it, well, it at least finished. It, he was... Uh, there again, Cuckoo was, was right on his tail, so I don't know if he'd won or not. But, <laughs> but uh, uh, that, that started the tradition of him running. He not only took his time uh, half hour late, he took another half hour. <laughs> so Ernest Tubb was really mad because Ernest Tubb had a, a midnight jamboree. <laughs> and it turned out to be a 1 o'clock jamboree <laughs> that night. So. <laughs> Casey, you, you've run a, a lot of different race cars. You ran an all-top three in NASCAR series. You run late models. Have you run much dirt, and what are your thoughts on, on World of Outlaw Sprint Cars? I have not ran much dirt, and I really hadn't uh, really watched much of it until the last few years. We've, had, we've got some big races that come near Nashville. Duck River Speedway is one of them, and uh, I went there a couple of times last year, and I loved it. I, you I, drove a sprint car? Yeah, I did. You back did? In, back in 01, Ray took us, and, and I loved it. Where New was that? Uh, New Egypt. We took we took him, Bill, Jeremy took the whole Everham Motorsports team, and we went running. Did sprint you cars. did you get on your roof? That, or that wasn't the. No, night I didn't get on my roof. <laughs> I get on my. Hey, wait a minute. Now we we ran now. And all, when we ran together, like when we had our little race team, who bent up all the wings? I didn't lose one wing. Not one <laughs> one wing. I, I you were upside down <laughs> all the time. Yeah, you ran a 305. Yeah, well, at least I stayed on my wheels. I was slow, but I was right, right side all up. All right, all right. Let's get. Don't argue. So I want to hear about your thoughts when you got the chance to drive. I'm done t listening to him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you ran New Egypt, what, what, did, what did you think of a sprint car? I thought it was unbelievable. I thought I had a lot of fun. I, I never ran dirt before in my life, so, you know. Who was fastest out. that night? I think I was. <laughs> <laughs> but, you mean, just to, you know, you get it set in the corner and you're just turning right and floor it. You know, yeah. I mean, it's different from what. And if you let off, it goes straight to the wall. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it was a lot different, but I had a lot of fun. Duck, cool. Duck River was was a place you'd go to watch a fight and the race would break yeah. out. Yeah, and they and the guy and the dirt people that you go to their race and, and nobody shows up till like four or five o'clock in the yeah. evening and then they have like five laps of, of hot laps and then they're gone. Yeah, you know, there's no you know they're not there all day like we are. Yeah. You got Ronnie, uh, you, there, so many people, so many people in NASCAR think so highly of your dad because they said when there's a rain out or something wrong, he just go get his guitar. Just come out and start playing, yeah. entertain people in the garage area, or just yeah. he did. You know, he hears so many positive things about Marty Robbins, just his history in NASCAR and what people thought of him. Yeah, I, you know, he just loved to sing, and he, and he loved he loved the race, you know, the race crowd, you know, as much as anything. He he would rather race than sing. I think if he, if he could have made as much money racing as he could singing, he'd have been racing a whole lot more. 
Then if I, could have, if I could make money singing instead of racing, I'd have been all right, too. I know. I've, oh heard, you, oh I've heard you singing. It's, yeah, it's I've, I've heard I'm sorry about that. You heard me singing? <laughs> <laughs> why, why don't you give us a little? No, 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 no. i got to uh, warm up. I, I heard you do. Right. I heard you do. Yeah. No, this, hey, let me tell you, this town here, you don't want to walk in a karaoke bar in Nashville thinking that you're somebody. There's some singers down there. Well, Casey, Ronnie, we really appreciate you joining us and sharing your history of the Nashville Fairgrounds and your love for, right. for sports. Well, thank sports. you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. All right, Ray, 25,000 on the line. What are we going to see tonight? Man, I think that uh, drivers learned a good bit. I think the track's going to be a little bit wider, you know, as you heard them talking about uh, putting a little bit more moisture in it tonight. I really want to commend Tony Famorosa and the guys here for the, what they did with the track last night, making it better tonight. These World of Outlaw guys are really smart. So I think you're going to see a lot more passing and a lot more aggressive driving for $25,000. I agree. Now, you've been pretty nice to me the last three days. I mean, you, you all right? I can get as mean as you. You started with the right side up versus upside down. I've enjoyed our guests. Multi-time 305 feature winner. Multi-time. That's yes. right. Hey. All right. <laughs> well, we have a lot of people to thank. Uh, certainly all the fans who have come out to listen to us. Red Brand Fence for sponsoring us. The Na Nashville Fairgrounds and Big Machine Vodka Store for hosting us. Daryl Smith back in the studio in Concord, North Carolina. Producer Craig back here. Frank Beers, operations and cooler duty. And uh, uh, your buddy here, who, Gary Morgan, yes, on the worm, Facebook worm, Live. There he is, worm, worm, worm. Thank you so much. And thank you to Donnie Schatz, Bill Baylog, Darren Pittman, Craig Kinzer, Jeff Swindell, Brady Bacon, Casey Atwood, Ronnie Robbins, Jacob Allen, Logan Schuhart for joining us, and for especially for all of you fans who have tuned in the last few days. You've been listening to Winged Nation, presented by Red Brand Fence from the World of Outlaws Music City Nationals at Fairground Speedway, Nashville. For more sprint car news, information, and interviews, follow Winged Nation on Facebook or Twitter, or go to wingednation.com. Winged Nation, presented by Red Brand Fence, live from the World of Outlaws Music City Nationals, has been a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved. Always driving to dance lessons. So we signed up for Know Your Drive. We save money and get closer to her dancing dreams. The daring young man on the flying trapeze. Or maybe her singing dreams. Sign up for Know Your Drive and save up to 20%. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. Discount terms apply. Visit amfam.com slash knowyourdrive for details. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot -F com.